0: Welcome to Perfect PR with Jamie Abbott.
1: Public speaking. This is my absolute favourite topic to talk about. I love helping people become more confident when they're public speaking. I have helped thousands of people over the years, whether they are preparing for a major presentation, they're going to be a keynote speaker at a conference, Even people who get nervous one-on-one when it comes to speaking with their boss, their clients, their team members, we all have... slight fear when it comes to public speaking. Others sort of fake it a bit more than others do. The more often you are experienced with public speaking, so the more you are thrown in the deep end, the better you will become. Now, I'm going to just give you a quick roundup of my favorite tips when it comes to public speaking. But of course, I do full day sessions on this, you know, when it comes to getting rid of people's nerves and feeling more confident. We've got whole sessions on that. But let's just give you a a roundabout little episode on just my top tips to improve your public speaking environment. So, we're going to really talk about preparing you to control your public speaking environment. We will focus on how you come up with your messages. And finally, I'll give you a couple of little tips to feel more confident so you can achieve success. What makes a great speaker? people who tell stories and people love an engaging speaker who's going to tell some sort of story and inject some charisma into their presentation. Remember, audiences won't always remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. And think about some of the speakers that you've seen over the years. Think about the ones that have really made an impact on you. Do you remember everything they've said? probably not, but you will remember how they made you feel. So, did they make you excited, motivated, scared, reassured? You know, and it's important when you are a speaker that you think, okay, who is my target audience? What am I trying to get them to think, feel or do? And what are the key words I need to say to actually achieve that aim? But let's take a step back. When we are actually putting together our topic, we need to think about our news values. It's the same when we are doing a speech. We use that little checklist that I talk about in previous episodes, and that includes conflict, novelty, proximity, impact, human interest, prominence, and currency. So, there's something happening in the world today that we can actually relate to and tell our story about. I actually use this strategy a fair bit. So I remember a couple of years ago, Prince Harry came out and talked about the fact that he was scared of public speaking. He had a fear of it, a phobia. And I use that because that's involving someone prominent. It was current and topical at the time. And people really related to that Think, Okay, well, wow, even Prince Harry gets nervous. Then, you know, what hope have I got? (laughs) No, they, they thought, okay, well, he gets nervous, then it's completely normal to feel that way. I love public speaking. But even when I get up on stage, I still have the jitters. I have, a little bit of butterflies and nervous energy. And I think that that's really important because, you know, it's going to give you that little burst of adrenaline and, you know, make you a bit more energetic when you're up on the stage. So, don't ever think or feel that you need to eliminate those nerves altogether. You also need to remember that the audience wants you to win and be great. Uh, Probably is an exception there. I've done a few political debates in my time when I've been a political candidate and an elected local councillor where I live in Australia. And I probably have gone into some live debates where the audience hasn't necessarily wanted me to win. They have wanted me to stuff up. But putting that aside, that's probably an exception. Generally, people are coming to hear from you or whether they've been ordered into a team meeting to hear what you have to say, or you are a keynote presenter. And I know from your messages and the feedback I've got about this podcast so far that a lot of you are wanting to carve out a speaker career. And so in that situation, you want to be putting your hand up to be a guest speaker at every event you can think of. And in that case, you need to remember the audience is on your side. They want to be inspired. They're coming to hear what you have to say and to learn. And as I said, be inspired. So, you need to decide what you are going to share and what kind of an impact that you want to have on them ask yourself, what's the one takeaway? When people leave my presentation and they go home, what's the one thing I want them to remember? And that's what you want to try and weave through your presentation. It's also really important to try and work out what your audience, whether it's you're presenting to potential clients, if you're doing a pitch, or you're presenting to an audience, it is very important to find out who they are, So, you might not always get a list of attendees details, but you should be able to get a a list, ask for that, of who's actually going to be in the audience. Find out what is the language or perhaps the ad that the organizers have put out there to talk about what you are speaking about, or going into a meeting, look at the agenda, who's attending and what are their expectations. This will help you come up with the key messages that you are going to use in your presentation. So, what makes that great presentation? You need to ask yourself, how can I connect? How am I going to look the audience in the eye? What do I want my outcome to be? And what am I bringing to the table that is unique? So, know your details going into a presentation, find out everything you can about their expectations. Of course, if you do all this, you will then be ready. You'll know what to expect and be ready to participate actively. You also want to be positive and energetic. Sometimes your audience may not be. They may be, oh, I, don't really want to, I don't really want to hear this or I've just come along here reluctantly. You need to not be dragged down by that. You want to be positive and energetic. Remember, you can't control the audience, but you can control your own behavior.
0: Become your own PR agent and an amazing public speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com and watch our free PR Masterclass now.
1: So, in addition to our top takeaway, we want to have three key messages. So, your top takeaway followed by another two. So, when people walk away, think, what do I want them to remember? Think about likely questions that you might get and how you'll weave your key messages into your answers. And don't ever dilute your message, by the way, with heavy jargon and acronyms. That is always going to make your message just fly over the heads of your audience. Also, be really in tune with if you're doing something in person, your visual presentation is very important and how you deliver the message is also important. So, you want to have good posture. If you are like me and use your hands, if you could see me right now, I'm waving my hands all around the studio. I keep knocking the microphone. I'd say to people like that, don't try and stop using your hands. Just keep them down low away from your face because if they are up high, it's going to distract your audience and it's going to be more noticeable. So just keep your hands down low. Don't try and stop that because that's what makes you feel comfortable. Try and vary your pitch and tone so You don't want to speak monotone like this all the time. And if you record yourself, by the way, and play it back, it's torturous. People hate listening to themselves. But try and do that because you will work out, okay, I need to pause here. I need to maybe have an inflection here. I need to really emphasize this word. I say um too much. And look, we all have a disfluency, one of those verbal tics that we all say. Some people say, like, you know, most people say, um, you're never going to necessarily eliminate the ums, but what you can do is each time you go to say, um, you just pause. And eventually, those pauses get shorter and shorter. You will certainly help reduce them, not eliminate them. And finally, make sure your clothing is neat and tidy. So, just do a quick check and make sure you haven't got any coffee or smoothie or red wine or baby vomit, which has happened to me once, on your clothing because that will be very distracting for your audience anecdotes if you've got anecdotes to put into your presentation throw them in there so you might say just last week I was talking to so-and-so and and he was telling me that Oh, let's think. We're talking about a redevelopment project of a park. Just last week, I was down there and I noticed six different boot camp groups working out. It's the first time I've seen anyone work out there in years. So, it's obviously made a difference. That's a bit of a political one there. But if you've got anecdotes and examples, it just adds social proof and it's adding more stories into your presentation as well. So, have a think about some examples you can use to illustrate points you are making when it comes to public speaking. Now, I've got so much more content to get through. I'm just going to give you a couple of the top takeaways. I think next season we'll delve deeper into public speaking techniques and really eliminating the nerves, but I'm just giving you the high high points right now and then the top things that you need to work on. This is a little strategy which I teach people how to use, and it's called the SEE structure. So, you make a statement you back it up with evidence and then you have an explanation. So, you might say, I used to be president of an animal rescue organization in the Hunter region and I would say something like, if someone came up to me while I was at a picnic day with our foster animals, I would say a statement, too many animals are put to sleep in this country every year. Evidence, a quarter of a million healthy dogs and cats are euthanized in Australian pounds annually an explanation or a call to action. And that's why we want people to adopt a dog or a cat through us. So, you can actually use this technique for anything. And it's really great for impromptu speaking. So, have a practice. Pick any topic. I've got a, a cup of coffee in my hand. I might say, I absolutely love coffee. And then my evidence... It wakes me up in the morning, gives me that extra buzz. I don't get much sleep with two young baby boys, <laughs> a toddler and a baby. Why don't we go and grab a cup of coffee now? So, that's a really simplified example, but it shows, similar to like the whole essay structure they teach you in school and at university, statement, evidence, conclusion, you can use this with your public speaking. And people make the mistake of missing out to say that second step. They'll make a statement and then back it up, but not explain why they have said that opening statement. So, have a try. It's very, very useful, as I said, for impromptu speaking.
0: Speak up. Be confident. Discover your perfect public speaking self at jamieabbott.com.
1: Just finally, let's talk a little bit about some top tips for managing nerves and fears. People have lots of fears, fears that the audience is not going to like them. And at the end of the day, you can't necessarily control what the audience is going to think. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone is going to resonate with your message. So don't even worry about that think about your target audience and your message that you are there to say and focus on that. Just remember, not everyone's going to like you anyway. But generally speaking, the audience is also on your side. Have a think about a time when you might have been sitting in the audience and the speaker has really struggled. They have stumbled over their words. They've said, so sorry, I'm really nervous. How has that made you feel as an audience member? Pretty uncomfortable. So, you need to remember that the audience wants you to win. The audience wants you to be entertaining. So, they're not there against you. So, just try and remember that. Fear of forgetting. This is also probably one of the number one reasons why people get nervous. And I think it's important for you to get to a venue beforehand Suss it out. Maybe have an opportunity to stand in front of the lectin and think, visualize yourself speaking to the audience. Or if you get there at the same time as everyone else, just say, "Can I just go and have a look up at the the podium and just put my notes down, or whatever you need?" Look up, look around the room, and experience that already, rather than going in cold straight from the audience and just getting up to the lectin, for example. On the lectin situation. So, sometimes you will also get a choice as to the setup of your public speaking environment. So, I've I've done a few keynote speeches and the organizers have said, what do you need? And I'll always say, I want a lectin or a podium. I want to have a clicker for my PowerPoint presentation. And I want a handheld mic. Some of my clients love the lapel mics where you get mic'd up, but I've just had a few situations where they've failed on me and I've been left on stage trying to untuck it from my back of my skirt or my belt. And I feel very vulnerable with a lapel mic. So, I personally like a handheld mic if I can get away with it. I like dim setting. I like my audience to be in round tables or sometimes a lecture style. Uh, I know what I like. I know what works for me. So, as you do more and more presentations, just make a note of what made you feel the most comfortable and then there'll be times where you can actually dictate that environment for yourself. So, you want to go in there, you want to rehearse. That will help you not forget as well. And another little tip is have something ready because sometimes even the most experienced public speakers forget what they are going to say and it's very scary but if you can have something ready such as I've completely lost my train of thought I was going to mention something there on that point let's move on and come back I'll come back to it if I remember or something along those lines. I was going to say something there, but I've completely lost my train of thought. I will come back to it if I remember. Let's move on. So, what happens is you've got that ready to go. You've got that ready to click into gear. If for any reason you do have a mental blank when you're up on the stage or doing a presentation, and it's just really comfortable and you look confident if you have that ready to go. And I like the fact that I've got that ready to go. So, rehearse that as a troubleshoot and you will feel a lot more confident and ready to handle anything. And one other fear is fear of time. Now, people often will run out of time and that makes people nervous. So, rehearsing will help alleviate that if you can time it when you're rehearsing. But also, you better to go a bit under than over. Sometimes you might have a half-hour speaking spot, but then someone might introduce you, which takes a good 10 minutes up. And then you've only got 20 minutes. So, prepare for that. Find out, you know, will I be introduced? What time am I going on? And then you also want to check, is that does that time I've been allocated include questions? And I can tell you now, if I've got 45 minutes, I'm better off going for 30 minutes and then allowing that extra 15 minutes. Because what happens is if people know they've got five minutes, you'll get five minutes worth of questions. If you've got 15 minutes, people will use that time up. They will keep asking the questions because they know, okay, we've got this amount of time before you, you go off. So, always go under if you can rather than over. And if all else fails and you run under time, people generally love having that little bit of extra time. If it's a conference or a meeting, they love getting a bit of time back in their day. So, you're better off to go under than over, but ask all those questions and rehearse. So, you know in advance how long you've got.
0: If you're somebody who is looking to scale and you're looking for software that can help you generate more income in your business, look no further than Kajabi. It's an all-in-one platform with products, websites, landing pages, payments, analytics, marketing automation, email, communities and more. It all just works. You can create courses, coaching programs, membership sites, podcasts, newsletters and bundles. Enjoy multiple income streams. Get a free 14-day trial at Jamie Abbott I can't
1: stress enough. If I have a number one takeaway from today's episode, it is rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. You cannot rehearse enough. Even my most experienced clients... They will always rehearse before they do an amazing presentation. If I have a presentation coming up in a couple of weeks' time, I will rehearse and rehearse that presentation every day leading up to it because I want to be polished. At the very least, I want to master my opening 60 seconds because that's generally when people get really nervous and that's what they're most worried about. And you might think to yourself, previous presentations that you've done. Once the first minute is over, you're relaxed, you're warmed up, and then it's all easy after that. But it's just getting through that first 60 seconds that really makes people get nervous. So, let's counter that. And let's almost memorize that first 60 seconds. So, we nail it, that opening couple of lines. And you might want to start off by telling a story that people are going to remember. You might want to ask questions of the audience. Get them involved. One little tip I'd have also like to end on, I could talk forever about public speaking tips, by the way, is if someone in the audience asks a question of you, And for whatever reason, you don't know the answer or you can't answer that question due to legal reasons or any reason, a little tip I would recommend is instead of saying, look, thank you so much for that question. I'll come and talk to you about that afterwards, or we'll find out about that and we'll come up and talk to you afterwards. Instead, say to that audience member, I don't actually have the answers to that. It's a great question and we'll follow that up for you. Please come and see me. Afterwards, and we'll be able to get the answer for you. But what I can tell you at this point is then move on, practice that, be ready and rehearse for if someone asks you a question that you can't answer. But don't ever commit to going up to that person because. What happens is you forget to ask you the question, you might get distracted, and other people will come up to you, and you don't then get to that person that you've told you will go up and talk to them afterwards. And that leaves them feeling very disappointed. So, always put the onus on that person to come up and talk to you and follow it up and be ready. Sometimes you may get asked a question which is really left field and you weren't prepared for it, and just have that response ready to go. So There you go. We are now rounding out our first season of Perfect PR with Jamie Abbott. And I hope that I've given you lots to think about when it comes to writing your press releases, improving your LinkedIn strategy, pitching to media, and culminating in being a more confident public speaker. If you've loved season one of Perfect PR, please go on and give me review because the more amazing reviews I get it means the more easily people are going to be able to find me if they type in one of the subjects that I've covered in this season and I'm going to have more visibility and of course be able to help more people if you have any other feedback any questions please do not hesitate to drop me a line at jamieabbott.com or to any of my social channels with the links are in my notes Thank you for joining me on this journey and I look forward to seeing you again in Season 2.
0: You're on the way to Perfect PR. Help us perfect our podcast and rate and review it wherever you listen. Perfect PR with Jamie Abbott.